Fentanyl. It could be hiding anywhere, including in your house, including in your medicine cabinet, or maybe at a friend's house when you're hanging out, playing games, and get offered a pill. Don't take chances. If a drug didn't come from a pharmacy directly to you, you can find fentanyl using a simple strip you can pick up at your local pharmacy. Don't take it until you test it, because fentanyl can be hiding anywhere. Brought to you by the Georgia Department of Behavioral Health and Mental Disabilities. Fentanyl. It could be hiding anywhere, including in your house, including in your medicine cabinet, or maybe at a friend's house where you're hanging out, playing games, and you get offered a pill. Don't take chances. If a drug didn't come from a pharmacy directly to you, you can find fentanyl by using a simple strip you can pick up at your local pharmacy. Don't take it until you test it, because fentanyl can be hiding anywhere. Brought to you by the Georgia Department of Behavioral Health and Mental Disabilities. Welcome to another edition of What They Don't Want You to Know, with your host, Mr. Noriega. Is the government keeping secrets? You bet they are. And here, those secrets are revealed. Future seven years researching the common core of the education system. Author Noriega. What the heck is happening in the world? What's going on? People don't know what's going on. Voices are coming from left and right. Uh, opinions. And a bunch of gibberish. The system wants you to believe you have to go through one channel or one hole to access the program and that's not true and welcome to the political doctrine show today we have a beautiful show i have some wonderful guests as always randy with me here to my to my uh immediate uh what is that right to you guys to you viewers and i have a special guest at the bottom russ one of my deep good friends uh, he's been in the military, etc. He has deep knowledge about things that are happening in the world today. It's going to be a fantastic show. We're going to get all angles of current events and, of course, some doctrine to go with that. What the heck is happening in the world? What's going on? People don't know what's going on. Voices are coming from left and right. Uh, opinions and a bunch of gibberish. Gibberish from the mainstream that... Anybody sane, anybody with any ears or eyes can see the deception, can see the propaganda. So they are mindless. In other words, let's just take the education system. In today's education system, the common core and what is now being with the, with the white evil supremacy, etc. All those things are control pods from Satan that are getting into a child's head at the early age of kindergarten. By the time that child grows up in this manipulation of the mind, they no longer are able to control and think for themselves, especially through the conditioning that's happening. I've seen it myself. I've written about it. There are key words that the government has been using, especially significant in the last 20 years. Key words like global warming, key words like white uh uh, like, like social gender, justice, right? exact social justice. All these key words trigger emotional and physical responses from the listener. Because just like in World War II, when people were being conditioned in concentration camps by flashing lights and by key words, today you have that going on in the education system. So by the time a child gets through the education system, unfortunately, they have been removed a big part of their free agency. That it's not the agency that is being taken away 
but the opportunity to exercise the agency that has been taken away. If it's the agency that's taken away, then there's no option for them to return, to think a different way. Right. And, and, I, and I believe that Proverbs or somewhere, train up a child in the way he should go, and when he's old, he will not depart from it. Mm-hmm. That is absolutely true, and it doesn't matter who's using that truth, if it's God using that, that truth or the adversary using that truth, it's still a truth. It, it's an absolute. It's not something that changes. And so what's happening is I describe what Sinaway is talking about as training of a child so that then when they're old, they're, they're, they have these things set in their mind. In the 70s, there was um, you know, the, the statement by, it was an educator who, who said, well, we have to get them before they turn eight. Yep. Had, they had to have the reason for uh, Head Start and preschool and stuff. And, and so they, all, they came up with, they made up reasons, really, in my opinion, mm-hmm. for, for Head Start, for preschool and things, so that they could reach the children before kindergarten to get it started on this track that you're talking about. And in the 70s, the man actually said, you know, he took it to a sexual way. What he said was, we have to teach them to start masturbating before kindergarten so that we can then control them later. That's how bad it was in the 70s. I I think it's probably worse than that now. Well, think of it now, what they're doing with the kids. Again, kindergarten now, critical race theorem. That's, That's what it's called. Okay, so critical race theorem. And this this boggles my mind. This this is a this is what the government has put all across America. America now has critical race theorem right. in kindergarten. Right. They also have advanced sexual theorem. In other yeah. words, kindergarten used to be you go into kindergarten. I remember kindergarten. It was the best thing in the world. I, I wrote this in one of my chapters in my book. It's no longer true because in my book it explained how I felt going into kindergarten. You have the chocolate milk. You have the mat. You have the wonderful, beautiful teacher, and she's playing her guitar, and it's wonderful. And you get to play with the big blocks, and you get to share, and you get to sit down, listen to a story, and then she's going to tell you you're wonderful. You lay down. You take a little nap, and then you get up. You go play again. Kindergarten's the best thing in the world, and then they rip that off from you in my days. Rip it away, throw you into first grade, and it's completely different. It's now you got to learn how we want you to learn. <laughs> you got to think what we want you to think. Completely different. So it, it was like a scam. Kindergarten's not like that anymore, people. Now yeah. it's a critical race theorem. Now it's, you. you we got to get rid of the racism. And this is why you're bad, because you're white. And black people, that, that's what matters most. And uh, um, homosexuality. They go to a five-year-old. And this, I'm not exaggerating here. This is the way it is 2021. This is the way it was with your children graduating, but your children just got out of kindergarten. They are now pushing the idea upon their mind at kindergarten. Okay, these are five-year-old kids. Some of them four years old that got in there, you know, snuck their way in. But they're telling them to question. Listen to this. I'm going to repeat it. Question their sexuality. In other words, if it's a little boy, they're hounding them. You could be a girl. You could be a girl. You could be a girl. They're asked at five years old to question their 
their their their sexuality, gender. their gender. You could be yeah. a girl, and so they're telling them that it's okay, it's natural, it's more than good. In fact, it's fantastic if you want to be a girl. And so well, they tell them. What you're saying both. is very interesting because they're they're giving them the option, but they're not saying this is an option for you down the road. They're saying this is an option for you now. Now, and they're and saying so- the benefits. Or, you know, they're sh- maybe not outwardly saying these are the benefits, but they're showing that the benefits are going to be better for you if you transition or if you become another gender or if you question or if and if you don't go that far, as long as you can live a homosexual life and accept all the homosexual. And training, they're making it heroic on top of it. So right, they're not just so giving us an option. You're right. a hero and you're paraded in front of your classroom and anybody. And so and more in, interesting and unique, but you're now protected also. Exactly. Right. And better and, and, and praised, et cetera. So when you right. put this to you're, five you're year olds, they're all going to want to be brave. They're all going to want to be like Superman. And when I was a five-year-old, I want to be like Superman. Well, you know? so- we, we, my wife and I studied um, child development at the university. And there was an article, not an article, there's a study done showing that children were not credible witnesses in, in court cases, but mm-hmm. they had been up until a certain point. They'd bring a five-year-old or a nine-year-old or a four-year-old in and ask them questions. And they found that depending on how they asked or the influxion or the facial features of the adult, even like lowering the eyebrows as they'd question would change the, the child's answer. Mm-hmm. And then they would use that witness to send somebody away or, you know, basically you're, you're talking about children who you can't use in a court of law as a witness mm-hmm. because they can be led. They're not credible. And you're saying to these same kids, okay, you decide, you choose a gender. And exactly. we're not influencing that. It was they're born this way. The system and the teachers and the admin and the, the government and the NGOs and all these things, they are putting these, this on these kids. And then they're using that same government to protect the children from the parents coming in to say no. Exactly. And, and the that, parents are getting their children the taken away. Right. And the sex changes the five-year-olds are ordering, are ordering to, 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 to make it sex change right. on a five-year-old. And who pays for that is you and me, the public, the tax payers it, that's coming out of taxes well, and so, saw, in salt lake city that because you're there a, a couple hours what four yeah, hours, a couple away, hours right? yeah. you just saw the mayor mendenhall is that? she no, went ahead and last week said we're using taxpayer dollars to pay for gender reassignment for <laughs> any employee of the the city any city employee it was touted on deseret news and ksl <laughs> both owned by the church uh, you know, that uh, we belong to saying, you know, th- this is what's going on. And, and it was, you know, a positive write-up. So even the media has been infiltrated by Marxist ideals or socialist communist ideals. Did your friend offer you a pick-me-up pill? If you take medication that didn't come from a pharmacy, it's important to test it for fentanyl. Fentanyl can be hiding anywhere. Pick up a test strip at your local pharmacy today and protect yourself from hidden fentanyl. Introducing the Dunkin' Run, a dollar donut with any medium coffee. A whole new era of... I'm going on a Dunkin' Run. You want anything? Yeah, maybe a jelly donut and an iced coffee. You got it. Wait, actually glazed donut and a hot coffee. Mm. Okay, back on track. Make it a Dunkin' Run. Get a $1 donut with any medium coffee. America runs on Dunkin'. Exclude specialty donuts and fancies. Offer valid on medium or larger coffees. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. 
BYU was told in the 60s and 70s by president of our church, Ezra Taft Benson, uh, as an apostle and as a, a prophet, that if they were not careful, that church school, Brigham Young University, would be overrun or taken over. Yep. By and it was. And it has and been. And it has he been. warned at that time that. that there was already Marxism among the faculty. Now, going back uh, about a year and a half, maybe two years ago, we, we went onto the campus, my wife and I with the kids, and we were showing them around. And there was a, a different feel there. There, the professors. You know, we look at you open the Daily Universe and you start reading the articles. And my mom, she's um, sent us a few, you know, of the the BYU magazine covers, and it's all the same stuff you've just been talking about for the last ten minutes. It's not only that. Uh, I've been there more recent because, <laughs> as you know, I'm I'm back in Utah myself, and we were driving down the campus just a few weeks ago, and uh, the BYU itself, the, the big Y on the hill was the multicolor rainbow BYU. So they had the Y in the colors of the rainbow. And this is another thing, gay, gay month. It's gay pride for the entire month. Yeah, which not a day. You, you which get, gives you, get you July 4th, Independence Day is only get, one day. And let's put the reality of the mindset of good and evil. We have a whole month for evil for Sodom and Gomorrah. And we have one day for Jesus Christ, which is Christmas. So one day for Christmas. And, and a whole Easter, month, which, you know, for, bunnies, yeah. for let's have an orgy in the streets is basically what it is. So it tells you that. But the reason why I want to talk about education is because we were talking on that subject of agency itself and how people get to choose. And this is why I we talk in this show about political doctrine, because we have to talk about all truth and mix it all together because we don't want to we don't want to water down the truth uh, to serve a certain audience or this and that. No, we want to tell the truth how it is, the whole truth and nothing but the truth. So help me God, right? And so at that point, just like we used to do in the courts <laughs> back in the day, and the reality is that it is always and has been a fight over agency. And the reason why I wanted to bring up school children, boys and girls at the early age of five, is because if you are brainwashing and telling a child that, A, parents are evil, communism's wonderful, and gender reassignment at the early age of five, and anything else in that is evil, and they grow up in that kind of captivity because they call them a captive audience. It's what it's called. Right. You're, you're, the kids have to be in school. It's called. Then that is an unfair situation where kids grow up with a disadvantage of agency because of course a five-year-old like you said five-year-old's not going to talk back to you impossible six-year-old is not going to talk back to you you only get this kind of behavior in junior high etc so all throughout grade school you have this captive audience that you're feeding them lies to and you're weakening them weakening their agency so by the time they get into middle school into high school they no longer have that ability to think for themselves because they've been conditioned like a war camp. And it's unfortunate, but this generation, this is why I was talking about the fortune of parents that took their kids out of school for other reasons than this, but they were fortunate to miss out on all this crap. Um, it's very unfortunate that these kids in this generation are growing up and going out of school and they are weakened in their agency because they have been conditioned for over 12 years, seven hours a day. I was just add to that. Uh, it, well, so when you talk about BYU having the Marxist ideas and things, uh, it's, it's also happening within the church. 
the number of missionaries who go home early is greatly increased over the last few years. And, uh, and it's because of this, of their lack of education that they're receiving in, or excuse me, lack of proper education, I guess, or, uh, or lack of learning that they're receiving. They don't know how to take care of themselves because they need somebody to be telling them what to do. They can't make their own decisions. And so they, they're not capable of going to bed on time, waking up on time, and actually going and working uh, or facing rejection and things like that. I, I remember talking with the young men's program one time. It was a camp out, and I was supposed to talk to them about missionary work, preparing for a mission. And I... I asked one of the, I think it was the young men's president. I asked him to say something about what you do as a missionary. And immediately he says, well, you have to you know, cook your food and, and buy your groceries. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. Survival. All, all of these things. And, and my experience was completely different. I went to Hong Kong and we had a maid. It was, it was mandatory that we have a maid because the church wanted the members of the church to get more money, you know, so they, they provided jobs for them. And the, and the nature of the place was fairly difficult for Americans to open, open markets and things like that. We could have learned, but it, I didn't, I mean, yeah, I made my bed, but I didn't cook. So because of that, we, we had to be out the door proselyting. I forget what it was, 65 hours a 70 hours a week. Anyway, the number was much higher than, than my brothers who had, had different situations. Where I'm going to with this is I said, well, yeah, you got to do all that. But what you have to understand when you're a missionary is you are going to be talking about the church and about prophets and about Jesus Christ with everybody that you meet every day, all day, every day. And that was such a foreign concept to all of those boys at that camp out. They, they were, all of them were like, you know, they, they, they didn't even respond. They just sat there like, you know, like Mr. Potato Head. Yes. Just, <laughs> uh, because they, they grew up singing the, the missionary song and yeah. they didn't understand the reality of what the mission was. And I remember that too as a missionary you know, sun up to sundown and it was go, go, go. And a lot of, you know, young guys, you know, had a, a hard time adjusting to that. But well, you mentioned these kids are going home from their missions, but they're, the ones who finish are also not sticking around in the, in the church for oh, various gosh. reasons. It, yeah. It's, it's, it's well over 20% um, go, go home with their mission. And within a year they're done with church. Um, and, 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 and I know that for various reasons you said that Russ, but Again, at the beginning of this show, we said something about cause and effect, and a right. lot of people don't understand what's going on. Don't 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 make those connections. And yeah. so, you know, I'd I'd like to make a connection here. Okay. You know, we ha we have a education system since two thousand early two thousand ten, but implemented in the whole United States uh, two thousand twelve and forward. So we have this generation of 20-year-olds, 25-year-olds and under that have been brainwashed with an education system of homosexuality, of anti-Americanism, of communism, 
and of anti-parents. Uh, they have been 100% brainwashed through means that are, again, similar to World War II. Some of the, we know about the, the Common Core testing that happened. I, I, um, I, I interviewed hundreds of subjects of, of children that had gone through the testing of Common Core and seen the flashing lights, the, 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 the brainwashing flashing lights that are given in the common core test, et cetera, the noises and the headphones that they have to wear like these. But these kind of things have happened for the last 20 plus years intensely. Plus you have seen a gradual change in Hollywood to where last year, 2020, any major Hollywood production had to have a list involved with this. And I I don't know if you guys are, are aware of that or not, but a major Hollywood production since 2020 and onward has to check off a list in order to be a major Hollywood production and, and go on into the production stages and be released, uh, et cetera. And in any of the big devices like Netflix or in the movie theater or through Amazon or any of the big house uh, general public, they have to go through a checklist. And one of those checklists is homosexuality which they absolutely have to promote homosexuality and have uh, at least one major homosexual character, if not more. And they're allowed to skip one season of this so that they can captivate an audience. But definitely season two has to have these kind of things involved in them. So we have had a complete shift in society where good is now evil and evil is good. And so what is happening uh, on top of that is parents are giving their children this since 20 years ago. Children went, and I saw this in school, went from having a cell phone, one of those flip phones, that they could give away in a basket and you could keep at your desk. Well, that changed about six years ago, and we were told no longer to take cell phones away from kids because psychologically they were addicted to that phone and they would have a severe reaction Again, a severe reaction if that was right. taken. And well, people think that's just a habit. They have to have the phone because they're used to it or it's like a security situation. From a mind control perspective, it's the flicker rate. It's the blue light in the exactly. background. It's affecting their chemicals in their brain. They are literal addicts. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, we are pretty cautious about phone time and screen time with our kids, but they still, we see anytime they've had more screen time on a day. Whether it it's changes the character. Computer, it does affect mm-hmm. them and it does affect the, the mood and, and the behavior. And, and you know where I, you can see this more, Russ? In children like yours, in children that don't have a phone right. all the time, whereas in children that have a phone all the time, you don't right. notice that all the time because they've become that person. They've, they've, been, right. they've been manipulated and their brain has permanently changed. But in children like mine, that I, they don't have computer time hardly or phone time at all. The, when you give them an opportunity to get in front of that screen and then you see these flashes and these manipulations that they didn't have back in the 70s and 80s when I was growing up, uh, well, very rare that they have those. Yeah. It's so much more subtle now. Back then you could pick up mm-hmm. you know, various mind control in uh, programming and they called it television programming for a reason. And so... What the program is now, it's a couple layers deep. So they're watching mm-hmm. something on the screen, but yeah. there's things going on layer behind layer After behind layer. layer. Behind layer. Mm-hmm. And so 
what we don't understand as a population is that our entertainment is not only entertainment. It's, it's, it's made entertainment so that the brainwashing can take place. It's layered that way on purpose. And so it, it's quite disturbing when you look at it and you look at the technology that's been around for decades. And, and the psychology they're using, not only on the under layers, but on the top layer, the top layer itself, the yeah. scripts, the manipulation well, of the actual dialogue that's going on to, it's no longer a show that that's a silly 80s sitcom where, you know, the, the kid comes in and I'm going to be rich when I grow up and the audience laughs. Nothing like that. Not, no alien elf in the background saying he wants to eat a cat and everybody laughs. No, it's a very manipulated script to brainwash and control psychologically. They're using these psychological markers so that the audience that is listening feels very much guilty and very much responsible to coerced to do whatever they are being manipulated to do, which is, again, a big drive towards homosexuality, a big drive towards uh, anti-capitalism and socialism and, and, and going towards communism, and a big drive away from anything that's true and everything that's evil. I don't want you to know, with your host, Mr. Noriega. Is the government keeping secrets? You bet they are. And here those secrets are revealed. Teacher, seven years researching the common core of the education system. Author Noriega. 